0: I'm Chip Freund, and this is the Artist Spotlight, conversations with contemporary artists based on five simple questions that explore the artist's journey, creativity, and sources of inspiration. Welcome to another episode of the Artist Spotlight podcast. I am Chip Freund, and today I am joined by Bayou Gray. Bayou is an accomplished oil painter and focuses on the human form and portraiture. By you, thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited to hear more about your creative process and your journey. Welcome to the show
1: uh thank you chip glad for, glad to be here. Thanks for having me
0: well, why don't we start off with uh if you could share a little something you're working on with the audience? Give them grounded in what you're about these days um well, I'm always
1: working on around particularly the same thing There's always a figure of some sort right now, the biggest thing I'm working on is a multiple figure painting where there's a couple bodies intertwined. I do have another, another show that I'm getting prepared to send some things off for in Washington State. So, aside from that, I, if you ask me what I'm working on, it's always a figure. It's, it, it rarely ever is not a figure. There may be some, chance, some times where I'm working on a different type of gold, but it's of the time, a
0: figure of some sort. And and do you work on them sort of one at a time or might you have multiple pieces going at once that you sort of move between?
1: No, I'm a single line painter. I work one at a time. I found for me, the level of focus I have to have in order just to get the varying skin tones, it just works. It just helps me to stay with one particular figure so I can get the mood of that particular painting. Excellent,
0: excellent. Well, the first question that we roll into here is what's your earliest memory of making art of any kind?
1: Of any kind? (laughs) It would definitely be as a child at my grandmother's table. She had encyclopedias and I remember airplanes, I want to say they were World War II planes, and I would just try to draw them over and over again. And that's my most earliest memory. Airplanes, and back in those days, on those planes, you'd have the flag, the country's flag on the side, so yeah, Mm -hmm. I'd always try to draw the airplanes, and I'd always draw the flags. That's my earliest memory.
0: About how old do you think you were? Oh, wow.
1: Four? Probably four. I don't remember my sister being born yet and I'm five years older than her. So I'm assuming I was
0: four. (laughs) Way to back into that. All right. All right. So uh, clearly the the desire to uh, to create imagery has been a part of you from the get go. Yes. Oh, very good. Very good. Uh, Your current media is uh, oil on uh, metal foil, as I understand it. Um, what brought you to that media and why
1: trial and error? Really? Um, when I first started painting, I swore I'd never paint a human. It, it was like, I'm not painting people. I love landscapes. I love the atmosphere. I tried painting landscapes. I was awful at them. Terrible. I couldn't, I couldn't get the atmosphere right. I'd focus on the details so much that I, ignore the entire painting. So as a lark, I decided well, let me just try a human. And just like that, I instantly fell in love. The the attention to detail helped there. So once I started doing one, I was like, you know what? That's not bad. I did another. I did another. Eventually I started realizing that I don't like painting backgrounds. That's when I started using gilbert. Then I started gilding. At first it was copper. Now it's mostly gold. So now it's just figures on gold, but like almost exclusively. And that's just simply by trial and error. You know, I didn't have any feeling when I painted a landscape. When I paint a human, I can feel it for lack of a better time.
0: Uh, having, having seen your work, as a, a viewer, I can feel what you did. So I, I, I got to believe if I'm feeling it as the viewer, you had to be feeling it as you were putting it down on canvas. It, it, it just really comes across. The um, one of the questions sort of related to your, your work I had is the skin tones you're able to render, there's a luminosity really to them. Is that um, due to the gilding underneath or is it simply the techniques of, of layering that you do that, that sets the skin to almost radiate like it does
1: for me it's three things one is the way i use the brush i don't paint traditionally i paint flat and i use i paint in random strokes there's a lot of impressionism in the way i paint the second is definitely the gilding And the third is I use a transparent palette. So all those things come together. And I don't actually, I actually don't paint in layers. I paint one layer just to keep the, I don't want to mess up the gold underneath. I still want that to be there. So it's one layer. I just have to be incredibly careful (laughs) about where I put color and how I mix them with each other
0: interesting because i talked to other oil artists you know part of what drew them to the oil is the fact that you can go back and fix it and you can layer and you do all these but you're not doing that at all you're you're basically once you put the oil down you're committing
1: yes yes because it stains the gold otherwise you i clean it off then there's a smudge and then the shine is gone it it deadens that portion of the thing so yes i'm one and done
0: brilliant brilliant well it it really is a unique look that is just amazing but moving on um what inspires your work where does it come from
1: most of my paintings stem from a mood of feelings energy i'm a i'm an emotional painter i don't i don't necessarily try to say something but i do want the viewer to feel something whatever that feeling is whatever feeling i got when i looked at it i'm assuming the feeling's real and i can pass that on to the viewer so i try to take the emotion of the moment whatever whatever pose whatever figure whatever idea i had i take that emotion i kind of i probably fixated on it a little unhealthy for a little bit and then i pour it back into the canvas sometimes sometimes i'm successful at that other times not as much but it's all it's all part of the growth process very cool
0: uh do you work from a a photo of your model or do you do um a live session with sketches what's the process that leads up to uh getting the work on canvas
1: it's always a photo whether it's a photo from live or a photo that I've sourced from somewhere, it's always a photo simply because I zoom in to scan pretty closely so I can see the different variants. Oh, that looks like it's green there. That shifts purple. I, I tried to do that with a live model. It got a little creepy trying to get that close. So, uh, I stick to photos at this point simply because I need to get a little too close. Then people are comfortable
0: with it. Could appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it pays off, brother. Praise pays off. Um, what advice would you give to an artist just starting out in their career?
1: Oh, this is a, well, it's an easy piece of advice. It's hard to do. Uh, to an early starting artist or just anybody who wants to get into anything artistic, find yourself. Whatever it is that makes you you if you're lucky you'll find it fast most people won't because the world will take it out of you and it'll it'll tell you the things you're doing is wrong feel it right I, you have to find yourself you have to cut out all the outside noise and the hardest part there's no magic here you just have to walk the road that it's work it it really is. I don't I don't want to make it seem like there's a fairy who sits on my shoulder and muses with me at night. No, it's work. <laughs> it's work. And the muse shows up because she sees you work. That's it.
0: Are there techniques that work well for you to accomplish that practices in your life?
1: <laughs> Isolation. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way around it. Like I, I mean, it helps that I'm naturally introverted. So just having alone, just having time to sit and think and stew and trying to figure out what is it, what about this pose attracted me to it. And then once I figure out what attracted me to it, I can
0: figure out how to give that back to the viewer. Hmm. I can relate a a little bit in terms of my photography in that I'll see a scene and there's something in the scene that captured my attention and I will then I'll I'll do the initial capture and when I come back and go to process the image oftentimes what ends up um, you know printed on paper is not what one would have seen if they were standing next to me Mm-hmm. Um, because my mind's eye saw saw it differently than maybe the person next to me would have seen it. So as I process the image, it this is the feeling, this was the intention, you know, that I captured on the moment.
1: Right. No, I totally understand that. Because, like, for me, sometimes I zoom in. Well, a lot of times I zoom in. And it's typically an angle of some sort an angle or some a weird finger position that's like that right there and i try to i zoom in on that and that's where the
0: magic happens for me well excellent our last question is what artist or artists if you can't narrow it down to just one or two that's fine uh would you have the audience go check out this could be somebody that has been a long-time inspiration to you or somebody you just discovered living dead you know just somebody you say, you know what this is this is solid work go check this out oh wow um let me
1: see as far as people that inspire me when i see there work, i can think of a few um i don't know I hope they're not watching, maybe I'll get their names wrong. Karen Offit, she does portraiture, and she just has amazing atmosphere. And her works, it, her works are far softer than I'm, well, at least mine, because mine are a little sharp. But yeah, the atmosphere around her portraiture is amazing to me. Um, Stephanie Rue would be the second one. She paints on gilding, and she <laughs> she's amazing. I uh, I can't. It's incomparable. I can't even begin to describe it. It's that good. It mm. it wows me every time I see it. And last one I can think of is Alpayefe. Um, a little he has some illustrative tones to his work and he's actually a pretty good teacher too. So those are the three I can think of offhand.
0: All righty. Well, thank you for that. Um, in terms of folks being able to find your work, um, I know you've got a, a website by gray.com and yes. you're on Instagram. Uh, is your work in any galleries that folks can go, uh, put their eyes on it in person? Um, A lot of my work
1: is in galleries out of state. So I have something in Washington State, have something in Florida, but I'm not represented by any galleries currently. That's probably the next thing on my list to do. Mm. So right now, you'll just see them in pockets here and there.
0: Okay. so various exhibitions that uh we joined excellent um well this has been a real pleasure i glad we've had a chance to chat a little bit look forward to getting to know you better as uh, our time together in the fine arts league of carry continues um, and uh, with that we'll call it a wrap on this episode of the artist spotlight podcast uh, tune in next time for another conversation with a contemporary artist. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund. Find accompanying blog posts at chippointphoto.com slash blog, and you may subscribe to our show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like listening.